1: Hey guys, Gator here. I advise you to listen to this whole episode. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City radio tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCGCast!
2: Hello everybody and welcome to Puckle TCG Cast. This is episode 20, and I am your host, Lord Jishiro. With me today, of course, I have two of my lovely, lovely co-hosts. First, it is said that this man can make onions cry. It is Gator.
1: Hello everybody. How y'all doing
2: today? They're doing great. And of course, with us also is some say another man that is the only person alive capable of hitting someone in the face from behind it is basket
0: hey puckle peeps
2: and of course everyone knows that puckle stands for Puckle. uh i'm sorry (laughs) it stands for pokemon (laughs) underground champions league a nonsensical name that our friend dash came up with um we got a great show for you guys but first what have you guys been up to in the pokemon tcg gator let's start with you what have you been up to
1: Uh, I have not done anything of note except get the cards I need for the new Sun and Moon decks, and I've been playtesting Umbreon GX, which we're going to talk about later in the deck of the episode. Yes. And I've got all the pieces for File Plume, a Tauros build with Decidueye, and Lapras Toolbox. So we'll see how this shakes out, because I want to
2: see how everything goes. Yeah. And you, Basket, what have you been up to?
0: Um, I watched a lot of uh, matches for the... um... Uh, European uh, internationals.
2: Oh yes! Um,
0: and holy crap! Yveltal took over the entire scene. I mean, yes. that thing—it was like, what was it? It was like twenty-four percent, something
1: or,
2: ridiculous like that. Yeah, five like just, of the top eight decks yeah. were
1: Yveltal. But then the next two regionals, it died. Like yeah, it, it did it, not it show really up died. in the top eight at all because so, people were expecting it. Yep, they yeah. were taken for it. Best and Vespucci and Zebstrika line you had Jolteon's going after it there was a lot of answers to a Vettel and then yeah now we're going to see if a Vettel can make a comeback because Umbreon and Tauros give it some fun new
2: texts. definitely so let's go ahead definitely. and perceive what is the news so let's go ahead and drop it Now, it's been interesting in news, to, uh, In news, as we already got sun and moon. It dropped. It's here. It's ready to go. People are playtesting. Play it is already soon to be legal, if I'm not mistaken, this Friday, right, Gator?
1: Yeah, it should be this Friday, and then Anaheim is this weekend, so we should have some results and see some, like... What's 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 what the meta's going to look like with Sun and Moon drop? So should be interesting. That'll be awesome. Yes.
2: But unlike the video game, the TCG doesn't just stay still and wait. We already know what's coming next, and that's Guardians Rising, awesome name. And that of course is the next set of the Sun and Moon complete series. Now this one is going to be interesting as it takes oh uh takes our tapus into uh, the TCG and bring them to life, and also great uh, other great. Pokemon such as such as Metagross GX and Como o GX. So it's going to be a very very interesting set. Now of course this is our May five fifth set. It's going to have one hundred and forty cards. Uh, there will be twelve new Pokemon GX, including Pokemons like Tabu Coco, Tabu Lele, kommo as I just said, Lycanroc, Rock uh the midnight form because we already were introduced for the morning uh the midday form, Metagross GX, Sylveon GX, Top Apex, which we know know that Skrong is very happy with that. And of course the Vicavolt GX. Uh it is very exciting to see our next set that's coming in. Like I said, the TCG just doesn't stop and wait. It just goes and goes. So I'm very excited for the, this set that is coming in and we're gonna discuss a few of the cards. Um Gator, any uh, any information or anything you want to add to this?
1: Um, for full arts, we're getting uh, Kahuna Hala, uh, Captain Malo, and How. And then we're, we should also be getting um, in this set the full arts and rainbow rares for Deciduay, Primarina, and Incineroar um, is what I'm hearing about that. Um, these sets are also exciting because we are we should be getting the uh, choice band which is going to be mm, a yes. really cool, going to be really cool. Uh, item card.
2: Could um, you explain our audience, What uh, remind us?
1: Okay, so that's the one that does 30 more damage yes. if you're attacking into an EX or a GX.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then also I'm excited to see the Sylveon coming out because there looks like to be some fun plays with the Sylveon. I don't mm-hmm. have the card in front of me right now, but it's got some interesting things to it.
2: I'm just excited that the EVs in forms of GX are actually relevant because we know that... The EVs, when there were EXs, they the majority of them were not very good. Now, the... Yeah, they were... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could take Jolteon as the better of... Uh, of and Glaceon. And Glaceon, that's, that's correct, and Glaceon. But the rest were just n- not that great. But here, up till now, all the GX EVs evolutions have been amazing. And thank God for the Evolutions EV to come back, the one that evolves just placing an energy on it. It's also a big improvement. Now a uh, basket. Any any uh thing you want to add to this?
0: Yeah, um, Scron can keep Crobat, because Toxapec's mine, so he can just you know
2: <laughs> push up. Let's just break a pool cue and just have you fight for the death for it. It's fine.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it. Scron, <laughs> calling you out.
2: Oh. He's been training in Japan. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's gone kind of in a samurai <laughs> ninja uh camp over there. So who knows? but um i
0: actually of, oh, go ahead. i actually fence i actually fence so you oh, can come at me with
2: okay no now this has I mean, to happen cool. let me tell you well, yeah. um but speaking of uh well, you guys have your own full favorite pokemon that you fight but there is a favorite pokemon that is dear to my heart is one is my favorite gen 7 pokemon and that is mimikyu and mimikyu is appearing right now in the tcg basket tell tell us about the mimikyu pin collection
0: Yes, Mimikyu Pin is coming out, and it comes—it's uh, actually coming out in uh, America and Europe on April seventh. And it's coming with a foil Mimikyu promo card, a collector's pin, obviously featuring him, and uh, three booster packs and a code card for those cards. All right, so the Mimikyu card is a uh, Psychic type, um, seventy HP, basic Pokemon. For one Psychic, it does the attack, haunt, put one damage counter on your opponent's active Pokemon. For two colorless, Astonish, choose a random card from your opponent's hand. Your opponent reveals that card and shovels it into their deck. No weaknesses, no resistances, and no chance of ever getting put in one of my decks.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Now, this is very (laughs) reminiscent of those legendary pin collections that came out when Generations was out, right? We have one for each uh, legendary Pokemon. Uh, But this, of course, is for the great Fairy Ghost, Mimikyu. Um, The card is nothing really good. It's a promo. It is a collector's item, of course. I'm going to buy one just because I'm a fan of Mimikyu. If you guys are uh, obviously looking for a competitive uh, card, this is not up your alley. So, <laughs> But it's a great collector's item. Gator, anything you want to add to this? No, it's pretty trash, but so is most
1: of the cards that came out in those Generations boxes. Yep. Um, but like, like you sure said, get it for your collection, get it for the Mimikyu pen. It's cute.
2: Yeah, my only uh regret or not regret um you know, the only thing I don't like about this is that it doesn't share that full art holographic that the legendaries had. It's just a regular That
0: would have uh, been really cool.
2: Yeah, I would have I would have preferred a full art Mimikyu even though the card would have sucked, uh but a full art Mimikyu really pretty, that would have been awesome, but it's just a regular card. Uh the the art is still pretty, it's just not full art. So, but moving on from there, because speaking of legendary collections, there is some legendaries coming for sure. And not the Tapus we're talking about. No, we're going back, back to Gen 2. Uh, Gator, take it away.
1: All right, so we've got the legendary battle decks coming out. They're going to feature either Ho O EX or Lugia EX and will be released on May 5th. So mm-hmm. May 5th is going to have quite a few Pokemon releases. Yeah. Um, each 60 card deck will cost 20 bucks and will come with a, a coin. Deck Box, Damage Counters, and Player Guide. And we're not sure which Lugia EX or Ho-Oh EX are going to have on them, yeah. which is kind of tricky because right now there's a Ho-Oh EX available from Dragons Exalted, which they could go ahead and use because they have no problem with these decks just grabbing anything from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that card's currently like a, a 13 to $15 card um, because it sees some play in Rainbow and Expanded. Yeah. Um, if not, they're going to do the other Ho-Oh EX we have which is, like, a $2 card. Um, so it's not really... Is that really... the trash
0: one? With just it's the one the with the... ridiculous uh, amount of... Uh...
1: It's got the one with Purifying Fire, which if it has the fire energy yeah. attached to it, you can heal 50 damage. Um, that's the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The colorless one. That kind of, it's kind of just garbage.
0: Um, I really hope you that one.
1: And the only Lugia EX I can think of that's any kind of relevance, unless they want to go Plasma, is the one that does Arrow Ball and Deep Hurricane. So, yeah. I mean, more power to them. Uh, We're getting all kinds of legendary boxes from Pokemon because of Gen 2, and I think it has a lot to do with Pokemon Go, because we are getting the Kindred box, the Scizor box, legendary pin collection with the dogs. Um,
2: Yeah, it's all this Gen 2 love that is going around, of course, as you said, because of Pokemon Go, most likely.
1: But that's all I got to say about
2: that. <laughs> There's not much to say. Uh, I hope it's the previous HoHo, right, the good one. But most likely it will be not. It will not be that one. Lugia EX is a decent card, not as good as Mewtwo, the original X Ball Mewtwo, but still it's a fair card. That it's uh, it's worth something. That's for sure. Yeah, you, it's very splashable. Great it's tech
0: card is what it is.
2: Yeah, correct. So, uh, but moving on from those legendaries, which are definitely yesterday's news, and into today's news, which are the legendary. Tapu Bulu GX which has been revealed alongside Rock GX which is the midnight form of course. Now these two were Revealed to come in Guardians Rising, as we previously stated. Now these two cards are quite interesting So let's go over them real quick. I know we're gonna discuss this once the cards are out in the reviews, but I find them particularly interesting especially Tapu Bulu now like in Rock GX, the Midnight Form, it's a Stage 1, of course, evolves from Rock Roth, and it has the ability, Bloody Eye. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemons, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon to their active Pokemon. This is an amazing ability. It's basically Lysander. Now, uh, it's attack, first attack, for one fighting, two colorless. It has Claw Swipe, 110 damage, which is not... P- so bad not actually not nothing bad for just a color, two colorless and a fighting is actually quite decent and then you have its GX attack, which is um, death rogue and GX and it has for one fighting one colorless it does 50 damage It does 50 damage times the number of your opponents bench Pokemon So the more your opponent has the lot more damage it does obviously Let's discuss this card real quick Uh Gator. What are your opinions on Lycan rock?
1: Oh, it's got 200 HP, which is, you know, pretty standard we're seeing for these Stage 1s. Um, you know, weak to grass, like you'd expect to retreat. Um, like in Iraq, I'm not sure how I feel about this one, honestly. I like the other one a little better, the Energy Denial one. Yeah. Um, but that ability is pretty great, so that can change games if used correctly. Um, like you said, we're going to wait till the set drops, and we'll have a better idea of what kind of meta it's walking into, mm-hmm. so...
2: Yeah, I'll yeah, we won't review it right it. now, but our first, I think our first impressions is always important to say. Um, how about you, Basket, Before I give my twenty cents,
0: um, I think it's like Zorark. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's the opposite. It's like you get, um, you get to switch the two um, on the other. Or you get to switch the Pokemon on the other side. Yeah. Instead of switching out one of yours, and it's got close to the same attack with the fifty times damage based off the player's bench uh, Pokemon. I, I like it. It's cool.
2: I do like it a lot. I like it that it's fighting, so it has a lot of support. Can, you can up its damage using strong energies and other uh, uh other styles of um up the dam- to up the damage. So it's it's pretty good. I it's I think it's pretty decent. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. So let's see how it goes. Now alongside Lycan rock we also got Tapu Bulu. Now Tapu Bulu is pretty interesting. In fact we uh the uh, Facebook group, uh, by the way, uh, shameless plug, go to facebook.com slash TCG if you want to join our group. It's an amazing little group, and we uh, are constantly posting there. Now, uh, we ha- we were actually discussing this card there, uh, and there's a lot of mixed feelings. In uh, particular, G- Gator and me have opposite, <laughs> uh, like almost always, uh, opposite feelings towards Tapu Bulu. Now, Tapu Bulu is a grass po- uh, Pokemon. It's uh, 180 HP, which is not bad for a basic GX. Now, it has the first attack, Horn Attack, just 30 damage, one grass, pretty basic, nothing else to say about that. It's second attack, Nature's Madness, two grass, one colorless, does 120 damage. You may discard all energies attached to uh, the Tapu Bulu, and you can gain another 60, so I can up to 180. And then it's GX attack, costs two grass energies, one colorless, Tapu Wild GX, does 150 damage, plus you heal... All of its HP back to 100%. Uh, And of course, it has no weakness, which is actually quite surprising for a grass Pokemon, no resistance, and a retreat cost of three. Now, let's before start, let's start with Basket. What do you think about this card first?
0: Not, I mean, to be completely honest, not a whole lot. It seems to have uh, low HP for, you know, uh, typical GX.
2: Well, it's a, but it's um, a basic, though. It's not a stage one, which that's the, be- the benefit of it. But keep Yeah, going. Toros has
0: 180. It, yeah. is, it is, but at the same time, I don't know, like most of the GXs it seems to have higher, and since I don't know, to me, to me it seems that they need longevity. Yeah. You know, if you put one of those out, you're gonna be waiting for the right time or whatever to use the GX attack. Yeah. So I don't know, the longevity for me means something. Um, and uh also i don't i personally hate any card that wants me to discard all my energies okay. and discarding two grass and you know whatever else i'm going to use the colorless just to do 180 damage i mean i'm not saying that 180 damage is not good because that's great that's awesome but there's plenty of pokemon that i can see that can do that amount of damage that
2: doesn't require you, know, you- make yeah.
0: make a little bit more setup but they can do that damage consistently, and you're not going to have to, you know, put these and whatever else on there. You know.
2: Yeah. No, I totally get you. What about you, Gator?
1: Um, it's got decent synergy with Lorantis being able to power it up with Lorantis, um, and it acts as an interesting alternate attacker because what's happening right now is Lorantis is being run with Bio Plume and people are running Trevenant EX as an alternate attacker because Trevenant EX's second attack is very similar to Keldeo EX, where you got 50 base and then 20 more for each energy attached to it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, so it's a, but it's a cost of three. Um, So they're trying to use that as an alternate attacker, and it's still weak to fire, so it's still struggling. I think for the most part, this car is going to be like finder fodder. Like that was my first impression on it. It looks great. It's really cool. Um, I don't see it being like oh man, get this card, you know, I'll probably suggest you get one, but I'm not going to be, like, insistent on it. I don't see a deck being built around it. It might be a fun tech in a grass deck.
2: So, and that's exactly where I I differ. Uh, I actually like this card because of the potential it has. Um, I'm not saying it's amazing and people will make decks around it. I just like what it does. I like the fact that, number one, it has cheap attack for one grass, 30 damage. That's okay. It's only one grass, and at least you can do something with just one energy. It's second attack, I like. Nature Madness, 120 is a solid amount. I mean, Scissor does that amount. Uh, Mega Scissor does that amount. We got a lot of Pokemon that are doing that as amount. It seems to be the, the standard going forward is going to be 110, 120, 130 damage. This does a solid 120 each turn. And then you can up that to 180 if needed. If you need that one hit KO for sure. It's something that is on your control, which I like. I like its GX attack as well because it's a solid 150, which is a lot of damage, plus you heal yourself. It's basically a max potion right there, completely healed, and you don't discard your energy. So you're able to do 150 and heal all your energy, which goes to Baskets' worry about longevity. He can heal himself 100%. And not lose anything, but it's GX attack. You can do one hundred and fifty on the first turn, heal all your energy, and then you're doing a solid hundred and twenty afterwards. That, and if you need to hit for one hundred and eighty to give uh, take that uh, Taurus out, uh, you can definitely do that as well. And of course, but even though that itself, the card is nice. It's it's a good card. What makes it better is that Grass does have a lot of support. Um, and and I'm not just talking about obviously, uh. Forest of Giant Plants because it doesn't affect. It's a basic Pokemon. But f- having giant fo- uh, of um giant forest of giant plants available makes you other Pokemons that you could use to support Tapu Bulu, such as Valpum, for example, uh, and other like Vespiquen. They're all basically you can drop this card in any one of those deck and it can be an amazing wall if you need to set up anything that you need to set up. Now I really do like it. Um, it has a lot of potential. It's not gonna be breaking any grounds, but I do see it as a solid, solid secondary attacker, if not a necessary first attacker. Uh, as it just does enough damage. Now, of course, there's other, uh, like Gator just said uh, a moment ago. There are other Pokemon right now, like um, the Wood Ghost Pokemon, which I forgot. them. Trevenant, Trevenant, EX, extra just could tre- do
1: a lot but, more. Just, here, just, here, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm going to cut you off right here. We're going to save this for the discussion that we're going to have when the set drops, because you and I are going to go toe-to-toe on this Pokemon. We can't
2: (laughs) give it all away for free just yet. That is true. So let's go ahead and leave it there uh, and move on (laughs) to Hala. Take it away, basket.
0: All right, guys. So we're getting a Hala card from Sun and Moon 2 when that's coming out, which will be uh, in Japan March 13th and internationally on May 5th. Um, Hollow is also going to be released as a full art card. Um, it's It'll be a trainer, a supporter. Shuffle your hand into your deck and then draw four cards. If you've already used a GX attack this game, draw seven cards instead. You may only play one supporter card during your turn.
1: I mean, it's interesting. That's, it's very situational. If you're playing a, uh, a, a deck with a GX attack that likes to go early, it's fantastic. If you're one that likes to save it for the late game, it gets a little worse. Um, interesting indeed. But, you know, we'd be remiss if uh, we didn't talk about it because it should draw power is always important.
2: And and, and this is basically a sycamore that you don't require to discard your hand. Now that, uh, obviously discarding your hand in some situations is great. In some situations you don't want to. At least Hala gives you the option of not having to do that, of course, whether or not you draw more cards depends on whether or not you use your GX card. So it's a decent card, definitely something to look forward. To. And I think that given if we put this card in an environment where maybe Sycamore is no longer available, it's something to consider for sure.
0: Yeah. I think that if we get um, if we get some card uh, with a GX attack that um, is best for the player to use that attack early, then I would run... Four of these.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's Sol Galeo, right? Because you want to draw Mm -hmm. those five energy cards as soon as possible, so you can set up your team faster than your opponent. But again, like Gator just said, let's leave that for when actually the set drops. Uh, We just wanted to let you know that this is news and this card is out, and for you guys to chew on it and think about the possibilities of this card. Um, So when it drops, we can discuss it. Go ahead, Gator. I was
1: going to say, speaking of possibilities of cards, we were just talking about all the support grass gets, and we got a new stadium drop. Oh, yes. um, With Aether Paradise. Um, It's a stadium. Each player's basic grass and lightning Pokemon take 30 less damage from opponent's Pokemon attacks.
2: Which basically also helps Tapu Bulu again. (laughs) Uh, In the longevity aspect of it. Okay, so that's it for the news, guys. Um, Lots of things to cover. And now we're going to move on to our next step, which is, of course, time for some nice vacations. Grab your pina coladas because we're heading over to Topical Beach. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome to Topical Beach.
2: Welcome back everybody. Sit down, relax, just feel the breeze from that topical beach hitting your face because it is time to discuss the topic of today of the episode and that is Good old trading. What it was, what it is, what it might be. Trading has been an important part of obviously the Pokemon trading card game uh, and it's something we haven't discussed much here in the TCG cast and something that we're going to rectify today. Um, Of course, we all remember the good old days back in middle school where we would completely be envious of our friend's Charizard Rare that he was able to pull out from his booster and we're stuck with our Chansey. Which basically we got that Chansey just because we bought the theme deck. But still, it was so much fun and portrayed and trade. In a serious note, trade has always been an important aspect of it. Of course, not only because it's in the name of the game, but because it's one important way of getting the cards that you need. And of course, another important way of just making friends and just completely being part of what the game is. Now, we're here to talk about... Let's start with the good old days. Do you guys remember what it was to be trading Pokemon in the good old days when we were just very naive and didn't know much about it? Gator! Gator!
1: Um, it was a fun time. You just kind of got what you wanted and got what you needed. and You uh, debated whether or not Ancient Mew was a real card.
4: Um. <laughs> it was,
2: and it was a point where we really weren't. Um, and of course, this is this does not apply to the you, um, the older gentlemen that were already very much an adult when the Pokemon game already came out, of course. But for us in the middle school, at least me, I, I think I'm the oldest in this group. And when Pokemon TCG as Pokemon came out, I was just in middle school still. Um, and it was not as much as how good the card was, but which Pokemon it was. That's why Charizard was such a big deal. That's why Mewtwo was such a big deal, even though Mewtwo came in theme, uh, theme decks. It was about what Pokemon you had, and that was basically your badge of honor. Um, and it's Zapdos. Can not forget Zapdos. Um, and it was more about trading Because for the Pokemons that you wanted. And that was very old school. That's what people did uh, in the good old days when just the base set, jungle set, came out. It was all about getting the Pokemons that you wanted. You really didn't measure anything. You just wanted... If you wanted that Charizard, you would offer 20 cards if necessary. You just wanted that Charizard. There was no rules. There was no boundaries. It was just how it went. But of course... That was not always the case. Basket, do you have any um any stories from that era?
0: Oh yeah. So um, I never played the TCG uh until the last few years. But as a kid, I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive that the first time, like when Pokemon came out, I was probably in the second grade or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> While well, I feel gold. Uh, yeah, you should. I was <laughs> <No, just> kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But um, I was fighting like hell to get that Charizard uh, from the moment someone said the word Pokemon. Uh, he's pretty much the coolest thing ever for the little baby basket. Um, I think my favorite trade uh, the entire, t- uh, like over the entire time of my you know young little Pokemon trading career was um, I ended up trading a Persian for a Misty's Gyarados.
2: Oh yeah, which
0: uh, <laughs> which to this <laughs> to this day in my mind remains you know the most. Badass card arts for Gyarados. Like, I love that card. And if I remember correctly, the person that I traded it with was this girl in my class who thought that um, Gyarados was ugly, so she didn't want it. And she (laughs) liked cats, so I gave her my Persian and ended up with a sweet trade.
2: Yep that's usually how it did uh and i remember this one time this one kid in my elementary oh not elementary sorry middle school i'm sad to say now that basket has you know said his piece um he had the only tarasard <laughs> in school and what happened his mom wrote his initials on the back of the card Ooh! <laughs> and even in middle school, not knowing anything about any trading cards. We've never played Magic. We've never known anything. We started because of Pokemon. We were fans of Pokemon. That's why we started collecting. So we had no experience on trading cards. We knew that writing your initials in the back of the cards meant it's worthless now. So we were all, yeah. I'm sorry. I-, I wasn't a bully. I swear I wasn't a bully. But we were teasing him because I was like, what the hell, dude? Your mom wrote the initials. Uh, your initials back in the card. Now that card just is worth nothing. It's ridiculous.
0: You were just jealous you didn't have an initial Charizard. Shh.
2: That's uh, something that is, should not be revealed. But that was the gold old day still. We have moved on. And now we understand the trading, right? As an adult, as uh, mature players, we know that trading is a very important part of this game. And that may be trading cards for cards or cards for money or cards for favors. It's up to you. But there's a lot of types of trading that need to be uh, into account. And that's a way of people, how people trade. One of those ways that people trade are trades per rarity. If you're trading an EX, you might be expecting another EX. Or if you're trading an EX, you might want two rares or four uncommons. It's one way people are trading that um it's sometimes it's not the norm right now but it's uh many people do this gator do you have any uh, uh any opinions or stories ar- regarding that
1: i trade for value mm-hmm. um i don't do a trade without looking up the card values online and then trade value for value i don't care if it's an ex or rare a common or an uncommon
2: Yeah,
1: value for value is how yeah. i do it always yeah that's
2: yeah that's the other thing.
1: unless it's a kid if it's a kid and i'm like trying to hook them up I'll I'll take the loss on the trade and like get them stuff. You know I'm not really. That's that's about the only exception to trading value for value.
2: Yeah. Uh, basket any uh trade priority that you may uh, stories or may any ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know if this is some kind of standard or what, but as a general rule, I always thought it would be fair to trade. Uh, like my basic idea was, you know, two commons for an uncommon, two uncommons for a rare, etc. You know, so yeah. Um, and then you know, if you were going to trade commons for whatever, you would just add up whatever. I mean, nobody wants, you know, eight commons for you know a super rare or something yeah. like that. But, but that was kind of my basis of you know what I would think about.
2: Yeah, um, no, and, and that's that's exactly it. So this is a point after the old school ways when we just wanted our favorite Pokemon onto a pre-internet way of trading, right? Where before yeah. we get really competitive into it and just focuses on the rarity of it, where it's like, okay, so I have a rare card. This is worth at least two or three uncommons and so forth, just like basket is uh, explained. And it's one way of trading that it's, as uh, Gator said, Mostly children still follow that if they're not competitive children, which, believe me, there are a lot of competitive children out there. I have gotten um,
0: my butt kicked repeatedly by competitive children that were, like, (laughs) half my age.
2: so they're there. I battled once uh, with a kid. And they are vicious. They are vicious and they're, uh, and they don't like to lose either. So I play with this, uh, really quick sidetrack here. I play with this kid, uh, in Mox here in Seattle, uh, a lot of good players and championship, uh, players. He's actually gone to word worlds. And we played the first game and he completely creamed me. Completely creamed me. I'm like, I was taken by surprise. I was like, oh my God, this kid's really good. Second game though, I kind of got his deal and I beat him. And he was not happy. He was pouty and sassy as heck. It was pretty funny. But anyway, going back. um... no no
1: no no no. Since we're talking about beating children um, (laughs) Which I am which I'm a big proponent of. Sidetrack since we're on this, I built a kids deck so that I can specifically play with kids. Like it's functionally better than a theme deck because you know I'm running like four of and things like that. I'm running four Shauna, four Birch four TRNO, that kind of thing no like hyper competitive cards but the first time a kid beats that deck and starts talking trash no that's when the, the gun <laughs> out i will pull whatever i have to out of my deck bag and just wreck their face in <laughs> listen
2: sometimes they need a little to tough to love
1: humble. they have to learn
2: yeah sometimes they need a lot tough love you 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 know you give them a little at first and then you reel it in at the end. It's like, nope, this is the real world, boy. This is where you die. Anyway, going back to trading. Well so,
0: actually I oh, go ahead. Real quick, I have something to say on that as well.
2: So um <laughs> everyone likes uh, being children is not <laughs> but in this podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> so
0: I actually I actually like it better when a little kid uh kicks my butt. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, Wow, okay, because here's the thing like in my mind, um you're only gonna get better if you're losing. Because if you're losing, then you're learning from your mistakes, you're finding out different ways that people are playing that are beating you, and then um, if you don't take that in any sort of negative way, um, then you can you, know, you can be constructive with that. And um, No, 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 uh, no, I'm not buying yeah. it.
1: You're losing it to children. There's nothing <laughs> to learn for that except the shame <laughs> and that you need to actually practice because you're doing something wrong. Because kids misplay all the time. They make bad decisions. If you can't if they beat themselves half the time. So if you're losing to that, oh, you have not been in practice. You
0: clearly no,
2: have saying, not I'm played saying, against Seattle kids <laughs> or Washington kids, the Northwestern saying, kid audience. <laughs>
0: yeah. Go ahead. Also, Justin. also I'm saying I'm saying that if they do beat me, then I'm excited. I'm not saying that they beat me. I'm saying if they do, then I'm excited about it because that means that they're good. And that's really cool to have a lot of really good players that you're going up against yeah. because they're going to see the meta that's going on in your league, and you're going to be able to learn from that. Um, and uh, and but what I was getting to was the fact that I always pull out my best deck, and mm-hmm. I'll play them. And if they lose and they get upset about it, then I'll pull out a deck that I think's fun, like um, my uh, Toxicroak deck. Yeah, and I'll play that and um. I'll be like, hey, you want to play another game? I'll use a different deck. And normally they're like, oh, yeah, cool. So I, I do the opposite of what you do, Gator, um, because I think that um, if they're aware that um, – I think being too excited can be bad, especially for uh, younger players or players that are just starting out. Yeah. And so I think that you um, beat them and you're like, oh, dude, sorry, uh, but you know, here's some pointers or whatever, You know, if they're willing to listen. Because, I mean, if, if you're playing way too young – of a person then a lot of times they don't want to listen uh to like what's wrong with their deck or whatever but um but it's a lot of fun and uh yeah
2: it definitely listen. is so reeling it. let's reel it back into trades <laughs> and- <laughs> well i mean who do you trade with most
1: you end up trading with the people at leagues so you run into the kids you trade the kids yep. you trade for value like for me the only people i really trade with are people at my league i don't really yeah. trade with strangers that often um and, like, yeah. I think the better friends you are with somebody, the less you care about, like, matching value for value as well. Like, my that, buddy Blake and that I is is pretty very much – If the cards basically under five bucks we're just, like, cool with each other, just, like, here, take it. Or, like, here, just do value for value and just kind of fudge the numbers. You know what I mean?
2: No, no um, that's very true. Yeah and so so to bring it back and we're going on from rare trade for rarity going to trade for value as gator uh uh, express that his that's his way of trading and that's the actual the normal competitive way right of trading is what's the value of the card so now with the magic of internet before uh the internet we had didn't really have a, a, a way of figuring out how much a card would cost but thanks to internet now we know we can search just like actually okay. we
1: did we had those ultra pro or not ultra pro who was it we had those books i think it was bennett that ha- that published those books like every year
4: with but it was pretty dodges. rare
2: not everybody carried those books right and my- i did i yeah. was a little kid with one of those books as a matter of fact um <laughs> so at least i never
4: even i never
0: crazy. even saw those i never even saw those so
2: yeah me neither i mean and again i was raised in an island. Uh, which was not a Lola, uh, but it's an undiscovered region. Hopefully featured in a future Pokemon game. <laughs> uh, uh, and we didn't have that book either. Uh, but so, but once we had the internet, we had per value, and we were a- we are able to figure out. Hey, if this ex is cost cost fifteen dollars, I want fifteen dollars worth of cards back, and that's the most common way of trading right nowadays where it is per what we need and what we want in value. Um, Gator, any stories, any idea, anything you want to add to that trade by value? Um,
1: not really. Like I said, this is kind of how I always trade. Um, it's always fun to show people that there's TCGplayer.com exists because yeah. um, a lot of people will try to trade value off Troll and Toad and that kind of thing. And Troll and Toad is notorious yes. for having their card prices kind of be behind on what market value is. Yeah. Um they just they sell pretty high mm-hmm. um, notoriously and then like eBay last sold I think a lot of people misuse eBay they look at eBay for the card and they they see that you know somebody's selling their face set uh first edition shadowless machamp for $2000 and that's what it's worth well actually it's just <laughs> by cards sold you know what price they actually somebody bought them for it's a $5 card not a $4000 card So that's kind of like the deal you have to make too is, you know, you check TCG player, you check troll and trode if you're, you know, not really caring exactly what the value is. Um, But I usually stick TCG player and lowest price. And that's how I negotiate with people. It's like, hey, your card's like this. You know, this is a similar card. Let's, you know, let's make break. Let's make bacon.
2: (laughs) Basket.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, So. I mean, really? Like, if you if you just want to be a decent person, um, uh, let the dude or well, FYI, I use de- dude as a gender neutral term. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, know. you know,
2: let, <laughs> we're progressive <laughs> let, uh, in this podcast. By the way, we include yes. everyone; everyone's included in here,
3: <laughs> except for you. Yeah. Let
1: the- <laughs> 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 and I don't mean Mike Desher; so- I just mean you. The
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Gang up on the listener. But yeah, so basically, um, just look the person that you're trading with. Do um, you understand the card's value better than they do? And it'll be really obvious. Uh, you know, if you know the value better than they do in regards to playability or rarity, um, if I'm trading for, let's say, a common that's very playable, like Joltik, um, I kind of reverse the order that I talked about earlier. You know, like yeah. maybe two uncommons for the common Joltic, because Joltic was really, really easy to find. I mean, if I just needed one, if I paid $9 for three packs, I would get it, right? I mean, that's expensive, but I'm just saying that it was a very common uh, Pokemon to get at the time. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd reverse the order, you know, two uncommons for the common Joltik. Um, I'd be like, uh, hey man, this is a pretty good card in the you know TCG, so how about you pick the two cards you think are the coolest out of these uncommons that I don't give... A crap about mm-hmm. um and uh i'll get the Joltic. and then everyone but i mean every once in a while you'll finding you know some jerk that's like well if you want it that much you know let me have that <laughs> that's secret that's rare that's ultra that's ball it. Yeah. you know and at that point you find someone else to trade with yeah
2: so and and yeah and that's always the case with trading know who you're trading with many people you can and as an experienced player you can tell When either someone is inexperienced and just you need to guide them towards, hey, I can't trade you this shaming for a Weedle because, of course, shaming costs $80. And there's those that just want to rip you off. So it's very important to just know who you're trading with. Like Gator said, it usually trade with your friends, but, of course, not only your local friends. It's also an internet thing, which which is where I want to move on next is online trading. It is a thing. There's got, there's actually forums for it in Reddit. There's forums on it in pokerbeach.com where you can actually go. And also trade. go ahead.
0: Yeah. Also, I just wanted to add one more thing to um, trading with, uh, um, you know, like face to face with people. Yeah. Um, if you're at a league, the value of a card and someone's kind of like pushing you, I would go up to the, uh, um, uh, the professor and be like, "Hey dude, um would this be a good trade this card for this card mm-hmm. and um if and because they'll they'll know for sure um and uh yeah i just I just think that that's that would be the best thing to do if you're very unsure of a trade yes I you know agree
2: with you. that's a great tip yeah mm-hmm. for those on, uh, yeah. inexperienced players that just don't know and want to make sure that they're not being ripped off. But if you're
1: listening to this, you're you're probably an adult with a smartphone. Literally type in Mm tcgplayer.com, type in the trade, and look on the page. Like, if you're an adult, be an adult. Like,
2: Yeah. So, uh, moving on to, like I said, internet trades, which is something that is happening. So, there's a lot of forums online where you can go meet people, request what you need, and they will offer. Uh, Of course, there's risk involved in this. And it's something that at least my personal opinion is I don't recommend unless you know the person. Now, the good thing about Puckle uh, PucklePodcast.com is that we're cool people. So I personally have been able to trade with people in PucklePodcast.com, and it's been successful because I know them, and we're an aw- awesome community. Um, So I wouldn't go to Reddit for that, but if you want to go to PucklePodcast.com but, to do that, that's awesome. Go ahead. Here's it.
1: the thing, though. Anywhere you trade online... If it's a decent forum of anything, whether that's one of the subreddits, the trading subreddits, whether it's Verbeck City US Pokemart on Facebook, all of them will have a references page.
2: Mm.
1: Check people's references. You can usually control F and search them in the document. Um, Usually there's like a scammer page. If you do your due diligence and see that somebody has good references and consistent references, you don't necessarily need to be afraid because for the most part, the majority of people are good people and you can get some pretty good deals Yes. by just, you know, seeing that, Hey, Hey, this person's got like five references. Everybody was like pleased with them. You know, if you're hyper paranoid, you can message one of the references if you like, but uh, there's some inherent trust in any
2: online transaction. Yes. Um, including those that you buy online, like Amazon, even, you know, there's always a risk. Um, and I, Totally agree with you, Gator. I, I'm I'm the type of person that doesn't even buy an eBay because of it. I'm just not an internet trustworthy person in the sense that I just don't trust my, many people online. Well, that's why
1: if you buy anything through PayPal, you go for the goods and services route. Yeah. Yes, it's going to cost you an extra like 45 cents on top of whatever you're paying somebody if you are buying. But you're protected under PayPal's protection plan so if they don't send you the cards if they scam you whatnot you can go through all the proper channels and get your money back Um, it behooves paypal to be trustworthy they operate on being able to provide a good and service to people and if they can't provide that service and protect people people won't use them so they do a really good job um they also hold funds for people that they can't trust like if you've ever had a paypal account and you've tried to like get purchases from people and things like that they will put a hold on your funds like paypal does a really good job in trying to like check people before they wreck people
2: yeah and that's definitely fantastic but it it is an option guys go out there the internet is a magnificent place you can get good trades you can get good people and you can meet great people and have actual traits like i said Pucklepodcast.com, podcast.com our reddit page is a good source of that if you uh and of course our facebook.com slash Puckle poc, uh, Puckle tcg is a great source of uh to finding people if you want to trade as well um so please go ahead and join that team uh, or that group we're awesome people and we welcome everyone now we're going to move on from internet trade on to the last part which would be trading in the ptcgo now, though, uh, those, of course, that don't know, PTCGO stands for Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. And it's always been a source of many questions. How does trading work there? It seems simple enough when you realize that the trading in the PTCGO has its own meta, in quotes, where people do just not doesn't trade one card for another, but there's other things involved, and that's what we're going to discuss here. How successfully you trade in the T C in the PTCGO Gator? Do you have any ideas or any clues that you want to give our listeners? Yeah, stop opening your packs. Yes, you trade packs.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: listen yeah. to me, everybody out there, just listen to me right now. Get your pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Stop the car. Pull over to the side of the road. Do whatever you have to do. You are going to go to this website. O U 7 C 4 S T it's outcast but 7 and 4 are making up the T and the A outcast.com they have a card values page you can see how much each card's relatively worth based on the number of packs so it'll tell you that an evolutions pack is worth 0.333 and a card's worth 1 pack that means you can trade three evolutions and get that card. Uh, Roaring Skies is worth two packs, so you can get two of that card for one pack of Roaring Skies. Save your unlocked packs and trade them for cards. Trade your cards in for packs to buy other cards. It is the simplest form of trading on there. If Once you have figured out that cards packs have value and you should not open packs... You will be a happy camper. I went from having almost nothing to having most every competitive deck that I want to ever play because I save my packs and trade them.
2: Yes. And that's the way to trade in the PTCGO. So, when you, what Gator's explaining, right, it's when you get packs, either you buy them, you buy those boosters in real life, and you trade those codes, you put those codes into the game, you get those packs. Don't automatically open them. Not, of course, if that's your intention. Of course, if you want the experience of opening and having randomness in your life, that's fine. Totally good for you. You do you, boo. But if you're willing, if you want specific cards, that's how you trade. You trade packs <laughs> for cards. And that's how you are successfully able to get the cards that you need from the PTCGO is by trading your boosters. The newer then...
1: boosters, the better. Then once you have a good deck, you can participate in tournaments, which reward you with unlocked tradable packs. You don't the packs that they give you for like spinning the wheel or um, your daily login or buying
0: or on their buying
1: thing. on there with your coins. Those are all locked. Those cards are locked to you. If they have the lock symbol, they're either in a trade right now or they are unable to be traded. Don't buy those. Spend your time. Use your codes to make a decent deck first, and then go hog wild, opening all the packs you want. Yep. But at least have a way to generate more packs for yourself for trades.
2: Yep. And That's of course, my soapbox. Uh, <sighs> lastly, is trade for money, which is the obvious choice, where you can go online and just buy the cards you need. Um, and uh, you just I, which is one skip this le- over because it's the option. Oh, go ahead, basket.
0: I was just gonna say, um, I had something to say on the um, on the trading card game online. Before we skip there,
2: yeah, go ahead. <clears throat>
0: um, so I was just saying, uh, basically, I want to like I want to reiterate um, that if you open a tradable pack, then you just threw away the equivalent of three dollars in online in-game money, um, and in uh, and the packs again are the only real currency that you have besides you know like a really good card that you. Um, have that you're never going to put in the deck to play. Um, the upside um, is that it's very different from cards, um, uh, you know, that you hold in your hand um, in the way that, you know, the same four Sycamores or whatever you have is playable in every deck simultaneously, which means if you have five Sycamores, you might be able to trade one for a pack. Yeah. Also, um, before you decide to put off a trade offer, Look up the card you are trying to profit off of or the card that you are trying to get and see what the market value in-game is and do not budge on that. I'm guilty of selling low or buying high online, uh, like in online play, because uh, I'm an impatient guy. Uh, But there is never a real reason to do so. So as long as you get... uh, um, As long as you um, sell or buy at the market value... um, you'll get your packs worth eventually. So I just wanted to say that
1: speaking of that, you can also buy code cards online. There are sellers yes. online where you can buy code cards and they have all the codes scanned. They will send you an email with all the codes in them and you can enter those codes, redeem the packs, then turn around and use the packs to buy stuff. There is a way to convert the end game codes to currency. There are code sellers. Um, mm-hmm. Buying packs online though is against the terms and service. Yes. Um, so if you are trying to sell your packs in game already, that's against terms of service. If you're trying to sell any cards, it's against terms of service. You can have your account suspended if they catch you doing it. Yes. But you can't oh, I meant, send the code I'm... though.
2: Yeah. The code you can get. And that's where the point I was getting to. You can go to amazon.com or any other, and you can buy the codes directly. They're usually very cheap. I mean, I'm able to get from amazon.com at least the 36 Booster uh, codes. Uh, 36 booster codes for just like $12 or $14. So it's a great way. It's
1: looking yeah. like about $0.30. Cents. You can find Roaring Skies codes. Or not Roaring Skies. Uh, Sun and Moon codes for about $0.30 cents a piece.
2: Yeah. So we're going to move on then to our next step. But before, we're going to have a voice from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the deck of the episode. Which is going to be hype. It's going to be new. It's going to be something awesome. And it's going to be something dark. We're going to see you soon with Deck of the Episodes. We'll be right back. It is the Deck of the episode. Welcome back, everybody. And it's that time of the week, or my week, where Fluffy says Deck of the Episodes, as she said in our segment. And we're going to start with a very special deck that it's new and hype and right now. And that is Umbrian. Umbrian has caused quite the uproar. It's a GX card that is definitely breaking all types of rules and boundaries where it comes of a card that is so much effective that you make a deck around it. Now, Umbrian GX brings just so much. Gator, tell us about Umbrian and all its variants that we can deal with.
1: Well, I I would have to throw this to uh, Basket here because I think his favorite Eevee's back. Which is what's really making these decks go off. Yeah. Um.
2: <laughs> Talk about the oh, yeah. EV that is new.
0: I'm really excited uh, because I'm a fan of uh, Flareon Vespaquin. Yes. And uh, it's the um, energy evolution EV, which means that once you place um, your energy, well, the corresponding energy to whatever EV um, you want, uh, it'll automatically evolve it. You search your deck for the card, and you place it right on there. And from what I understand, um, this can be a turn one evolution. You're correct. Yes, by placing that in there. Yes. So turn one, and on your first, um, if you're the first player starting
1: mm-hmm. as well. So you still can't attack with it, but you can get it out and up and going, and it's 200 hit points for the Umbreon GX, which is gross. Now for the oh, first attack, is. which is Strafe, it does 30 damage and you can switch it with one of your Pokemon on your bench. Um, so if you're in an awkward situation, how there's... many energies, uh, that's just one, one dark energy yep. and you go right to the bench. Um, the second attack, which is just night spear. Uh, everybody's, everybody calls it night spear. It is night spear. Um, it's but it's a better night spear. For a dark and two colorless, you do ninety to the active and thirty to one of your opponent's benched
2: Pokemon. So, so its first attack is reminiscence of Dunfan back in the day. Um that for one ground uh one fighting it did forty damage plus you go back to your bench. Uh this one of course does 30, not forty. Um and of course its second attack is reminiscence of Dark Cry EX, which basically did the same amount. Ninety to the active and then thirty to the bench.
0: But the best part about this one is that it's a double colorless plus the extra energy. Yeah. Instead of putting two dark and then whatever else on there.
1: Yeah. It's... Exactly. So this one gets fired up in turn two, and I've been running the deck. It is consistent I am consistently able to go off and attack with it on my second turn. Um and then unlike those other cards, it has the special GX move mm-hmm. where for a dark and a colorless You can choose two of your opponent's Pokemon's energy anywhere on the board and discard them. Yeah. So you can, there are situations where you use Umbreon's GX attack and you leave your opponent stranded and you take kills. Um, Umbreon's GX is crazy.
2: Yeah. And and at home you might think, well, right now in expanded, I would rather play uh, Dark Cry EX, right? Because it's a basic Pokemon, you don't need to evolve it. But being a Stage 1 brings its advantages, and that's where we're going to go next. Gator, talk about why it's so good that Umbreon GX is a Stage 1
1: Pokemon. So for te-
2: <laughs> so now we're getting into yeah. Um,
1: There um, are yeah. several Stage 1 decks where it shines. Uh, right now, what we're going to talk about is the Flareon, uh, Jolteon, and Vaporeon that came out in Ancient Origins where the ability that every stage one gains that typing. Freon means that they gain fire typing. Vaporeon means they gain water typing. Jolteon means they gain electric typing. So you are attacking with that alternate typing. So if you're fighting against a Volcanion deck, and you have Vaporeon on the bench, you are attacking for 180 to the active. If you throw a wide lens on it, you are then doing 60 to the bench with the wide lens. Um, because you would then apply weakness and resistance it is nutso um jolteon allows you to hit the Vettles and shamans um mm-hmm. lugias it's it's so broken and um of it's course, crazy. with the rise and, of the grass deck Flareon is, is yep. so valuable
2: and in a deck where you basically have so much evs that you don't know how to do with them they normally end up in the discard pile because if you already know that hey your opponent is playing a Evelta deck so you really just need jolteon you don't need report and flare and you can just throw them away what comes in basket you know exactly what comes in
0: vespa quinn baby she's
2: coming back She definitely is, and that's one of the versions, of course, uh, it's not the only version of Umbrian, but one of them is actually Evolutions and uh, the Vespiquen deck, where you use uh, Umbrian as your main attacker, but you have Vespiquen as your secondary attacker. You use the Evolutions that you need at the moment. If you're fighting in Velta deck, you know you need Jolteon. If you're fighting in Volcanion deck, you know you need Viporian. What you don't need... You just throw it into the, the discard pile. Once, if they dare, if they dare take out your Umbrian, you're just going to put v- uh, Vespaquin in with a double, color, uh, double colorless energy and do just this uh, ridiculous amount of damage.
1: And that leaves uh, it open for other alternate attackers, too, for techs. So besides just Vespaquin as a backup attacker, a lot of decks have been playing Zoroark, which mm-hmm. also takes advantage of the Evolutions and... It's taking advantage of the fact that Zoroark has the Stand-In Retreat, which is the Russian Retreat ability that Keldia was so famous for. So not only do you have the ability to switch even easier with that card, people have stopped using Zoroark, have started filling up their benches again, and Zoroark is a very punishing card in this meta to just come out and swing for 30 times the amount of Pokémon they have on their bench, plus 10. It is gross. Not only... The Zoroark an Attacker you can pair it with, you also have Garbodor still to do mm-hmm. shut down abilities because once you've got your first uh, Umbreon, you don't really care if it takes you a turn um, to evolve the other Umbreon's or your Espeon's or not. Yeah, Espeon's another Attacker too that people are trying to pair it with. Oh, yes. Um, and then you also have Evettel that's being paired with it as a partner and Tauros. Um, Umbreon is set when it comes to partners of the Pokemon Persuasion. But there are other techs that you can use with Umbreon too. And since Umbreon's GX attack is using the energy denial, that leads you up for hammers. Yeah. Umbreon hammers is a denial deck that is no fun to play against because I have experienced this (laughs) and I will tell you for a fact that you get excited because they whiff their crushing hammer and then Umbreon GX attack and you're dead in the water and you just watch them beat you with their more setup board. Umbreon GX has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see what happens with it.
2: It's definitely a deck that is painting the future. It is definitely building that yellow brick road for Sun and Moon. And it's the first GX card that we see that is definitely making a big impact into the meta. And I'm excited to see, first of all, the evolutions actually being awesome. In GX forms, because we all knew that back in the day, the EX versions of these Evolutions, and we already talked about this, of course, they're not that great. But the GX versions are amazing. So it's great to see this just being uh, a, a open source for everyone to come in and do amazing Evolutions decks. So it's super fun and super great. And Umber and GX is that one deck that is just going to be amazing going forward. Now let's go ahead and end deck of the episode here, and move on to Trainer's Mail. We'll be right back. It's Trainer's Mail. Welcome back, everybody, to Trainer's Mail, where we read your emails towards us. Right now, we have one email. Gator, take it away. Alright, and this is from Nathan. As the game
1: slows down, do you see Delphox becoming competitive? It is is still countered by Greninja, but it's a little slow. Also, is the game going to big, high-HP Pokémon that are benched with energies and damage counters? I could see people benching a GX with 258 hit points rather than having it knocked out. That could power up cards like Alakazam and Delphox.
2: Thank you, Nathan, for bringing on that. Emos, Basket, any ideas for this?
0: Yeah, uh, first off, thank you, uh, Nathan, for writing in. Um, And... Uh, We would love to see more emails because if you guys have any questions about, you know, uh, the TCG or anything like that, we'd love to be able to respond to you. Um, And I'm looking for, you know, three, four, five emails, you know, to respond. So go for it, guys. Um, But uh, for you, Nathan. um, So uh, people in the U.S. could start switching to uh, splash energy and uh, leaving the talent flame variants out. Um, as uh, you can see a surprising amount of the European international Greninja decks doing, um, which could leave you in a better place for the matchup as far as Greninja's previous speed with Talonflame. But um, they will far outmatch you in uh, longevity. Um, I haven't played much uh, Delphox, but I've played against it often. And even though a slower meta could make it more playable theoretically, um, I personally would not run it. Um, as far as the high HP Pokemon you mentioned, uh, maybe uh, improving its odds, I don't know what specific cards you were talking about. Yeah. Um, but eventually others uh, will be able to capitalize on those same advantages as well. And having a fundamentally slower deck that doesn't have an overall defense or HP advantage could leave Delphox exactly where it currently is. Uh, playable, but slow and hard to manage against any faster deck. Um also evolving four times is gonna be a headache no matter what the meta is or yeah. what the advantage of Especially uh, for
2: fire, which has no help whatsoever.
0: Yes. Um and specifically uh well as for specifically uh Greninja matchups, there are always gonna be like basically auto loss scenarios with any deck. So um uh you don't go into a, term, a tournament expecting to have a winning record against a Greninja when you're playing a Fire deck. You hope to avoid Greninja and expect a loss if you come up against one. That's why luck is a factor in more than just a couple scenarios in the TCG. Yeah. Um, but that being said, however, I would encourage you very much to play what you know and what you like because I have plenty of decks that I love to play, um, even if they aren't the best. So my overall advice would be... To to maybe reserve Del Fox for league play and practice with another, desk, uh, sorry, another deck for more competitive environments if a more competitive is what you want.
2: Gator.
1: Del Fox is bad. It's never going to be better than a rogue deck unless we get something amazing comes out. There's too many other decks that beat it, beat it handily, and it just can't keep up with the format. I know it sucks when a card we like and a deck we like is not as be- good as we hope it is, it, like basket said save it for league play save it for fun but don't try to put it in a category where it's not gonna fit you're gonna frustrate yourself you're gonna waste your time it's something for fun it's something cool just save yourself the heartache if you're gonna try to play it um, to the point of basket though saying that you know you're gonna take auto losses while that is true you should always try to consider not taking auto losses to the biggest decks in the format. Uh-huh. You tend to do a lot better if like the top four car the top four decks you expect to see play and you're gonna auto lose to one of them, you should probably switch to another. Um it's just the way it is. Um and not only is Greninja a threat to Delphox in this specific scenario, Water Toolbox appears to be uh making some waves, um, if you'll pardon the pun. So (laughs) <laughs> there, I don't like. I said I we just don't, don't pardon Delphox.
2: It's unacceptable,
1: and I will now order a hitman to kill you.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> enjoy puns, so pun away.
1: I mean, if you just want to cream my face, in, go right ahead. <laughs> um, cream Taurus, the energy drink that gives you the willies. All right, so uh, yeah, that's my two cents on Delphox. Like, I think it's fun to play. I've played Delphox before. Like, it's a neat card. It does cool things. You know, it's it's really tempting to just throw a bunch of energy on the board and attack for big numbers, but getting out a stage two that does not have any help getting out, that's relatively low hit points compared to other things. And when things are teching to two-hit, things that are 210 to up to 250, Delphox doesn't really stand a chance. Um, it just takes too much time to get up there with GXs and EXs. So, sorry, little buddy. Delphox, you're a good little fox-looking Pokemon, but you're not great. <laughs> not unless it gets
2: the necessary help okay so we're going to end this there with the emails please like basket said please send us our emails we're always welcome to answer your questions or if you have any uh, themes or topics you want us to discuss please let us know and of course let us know what's going to be the Pokemon of who's that Pokemon 15 questions as well which is the next segment so we'll be right back with Pokemon 15 questions
3: Pokemon!
2: And welcome back, everybody, to everyone's favorite segment, Who's That Pokemon? 15 questions. Of course, because of Sam Valentine's Day, our man Basket had to leave us because, unlike the rest of us, he actually has people who cares for him. Now, because he did... However, la-
1: hold on, hold on. You see, Basket got a hold of a time machine, and he went back in time, and we have two special co-hosts to join us now that, you know, may or may not be the offspring of Basket. This is a a time travel, timely wimey... Some weird Fire
2: Emblem stuff.
1: Yeah, but these these are the greatest men we can find. Um, So I think it's only appropriate that Jushiro gives them the traditional Puckle TCG cast introduction.
2: For sure. And of course it starts with... Some say that this man's computer has no backspace button. This is because he has never made a mistake in his life. It's Professor Snag. Hello,
4: everybody. I'm very happy to make my Puckle TCG cast debut.
2: Welcome. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, some say that this man is the only one in the world that can set ants on fire with a magnifying glass at night. It's Mr. Maximus.
3: Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Watch it. Don't get burnt.
2: (laughs) And they join us here today for Pokemon 15 questions. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, And it's going to be a fun one this time around. Now, you guys know the rules. No browsers. Lower those. I don't want to hear any clickings, any typing while we're doing this. No questions about generations, Pokedex numbers, or game names, such as cheat question about, <laughs> it? does this game appear in hard gold or so silver? No, none of that. Uh, <laughs> it, you cannot uh, break that fourth wall in that aspect. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead. We have our Pokemon here. Let me prepare it here. So let's go ahead and start. Pokemon 15 questions. Of course, the order will be uh, Gator followed by Snag and then Maximus and then goes back to Gator. So Gator, give me your wait, wait, first... Wait, wait, hold on. Oh. Hold
1: on. Before we do that, Are we doing, including Gen 7?
2: Yes, including Gen 7.
1: Okay. We're not allowed to ask number questions, but we are allowed to ask as I found in a region, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. So, regions
2: are okay as long as it's not specific to a generation. Yeah.
1: All right. So, for my first question, does this Pokemon belong to an evolutionary line?
2: Yes. Go for Snag.
4: All right. Um... Does this Pokemon evolve? No.
2: Go for Maximus. Hmm. Is
3: this the third stage of a Pokemon? No. Nine.
2: Go for Gator. Okay. Is this Pokemon a water type? Yes. Go for Snag.
4: Uh, is it a dual type?
2: Yes. Go for Maximus. Hmm.
4: So, as a quick recap, here, guys, we have it's the it's the final stage uh, of a two stage evolution, and it is a water dual type. That's the information we have.
3: Okay. Is this a poison type?
2: No. Go for Gator?
3: Can this Pokemon be
1: found in the Alola region?
2: No. Go for Snag.
4: All right, Um. right. Let's see here. Man, we asked all the classic questions already. Um. Could it be? Uh,
2: the the yeah. host be stumped this time <laughs> around? Let's see.
4: Can this Pokemon be found in the Unova region?
2: Yes. Go for Maximus.
3: Hey, all pressure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I mean, do want to start talking about some of the uh, the two stage water types that we can find in Alola? Uh,
3: Unova, sorry. Sorry, uh not really my strongest region. That's uh, well we got sim wait it's a dual types so are not Semapore. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: maybe Palpatode is one of those. But that's a three stage. It's a three stage, yeah, you're right, so it's not mm-hmm. that's 2 stage. Um Caracosta
3: uh, uh, Jellicent. Really Jellicent uh, came from fifth generation? Should... Yep. I I think it's in fifth
4: gen. Now it could, in theory, be from another region as well. Because if you do any of the post-game in fifth gen, or anything in um, in Black and White two, that has other stuff.
3: But um... yeah, I have to admit, I never played Black or White two. Okay. I mean, do we want to ask if it is?
4: Hmm. I mean, you we can ask it- if... I was
1: gonna say you could ask is it blue? Well
3: <laughs>
2: <No>, most <laughs> God I hate color questions.
1: Yeah, that's why, specifically why I said it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. has to think about it.
3: Now when now do you ever do color questions? Does it is he does he do it based on bubblepedia or I think he just, just your does general analyzation. Thing. What was that, Maximus? If you do um color, do you do, do it based on Bubblepedia, or if that Pokemon has any of that color on it at all?
2: So the reason I don't like color questions is because I I will generalize questions, and for me, my pink might might not be the same pink as you. I might call fuchsia pink, and other people might color purple. So that's why I don't like color questions. I don't. Uh, so um, you might ask me the question. I'm gonna say what what color I think it is. Um, hopefully, it will help you. I'm just so saying. I'm... I'm not the best I'm... in colors. <laughs>
4: well, on Bubblepedia, though, there's an actual Pokedex color classification.
2: Correct. I don't use
1: that. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Maximus, why don't you ask something like if it's competitively viable?
3: Well, that's, uh, isn't that
4: preference, though? Yeah. Uh, right. What about asking if it's exclusive to
2: Unova? No, because... you can't ask that.
4: Mm-mm. Why not? Wait, I thought because you you didn't do It's basically
2: it's it's a it's a very tricky way of asking if it's Gen five. Yeah. But it's, but it's asking about the region though. That's that's completely because Pokemon. Within, yeah, hammered. but you're you're if you're saying does it exclusively appear in Unova? It's a direct question. Is this a Gen five Pokemon?
1: But if you're saying because like all kinds of Pokemon can appear in Hoenn,
2: mm-hmm. for
1: example. Um. Yeah, Maximus, just throw something out there, man. Anything?
3: Okay. Is this Pokemon weak to fighting?
1: Um. Yes. Ooh, that would that be um, the turtle then? Might yeah, Costa, because
4: mm-hmm.
1: he's rock type.
4: It takes out Jellicent. It's not Jellicent,
1: it, def- because... mm-hmm. it definitely takes out uh, Swanna. Okay, who's next? Uh, Gator. Is this Pokemon a fossil Pokemon?
2: It is. <laughs> <laughs> go for a snag.
4: Um, what's, just to make sure we're not missing anything, what's the other uh, fossil from Gen 5? Caracosta and... Oh, it was uh, Archaeops, right? Yeah, yeah Archeops. Archeops. Uh Should I go for it? Or should I... Right, here, we'll do this. Uh, is this a, an ancient turtle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Maximus, go ahead next. Maximus, it. go ahead and kill it.
3: You know, I feel like I'm about to say the wrong Pokémon. I always get those two confused. Karakosta.
4: Well, ch- check, with us. Yeah, check with us first. Karakosta. It's
3: Caracosta because it's also Tortu- Like, No, no. It's Caracosta. Caracosta.
1: Tortuga Tur- is the little one.
3: Okay. Is it Costa?
2: Yes, it is. Right. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> now, it's very tricky. So you guys, and and this has worked for you guys, uh, because just because of the selection of Pokemons that I've chosen. But that question about does it appear in Unova could be tricky because, like you guys hinted at, I could it could have been a Gen three Pokemon, or a Gen mm-hmm. two or a Gen one that yeah. appears in Unova. Yeah, um,
1: because so the I, game, I was very surprised games. that
2: you guys didn't ask any other region other than that one. Because, like, how do they know it's actually a Gen five and it could be another a different one?
1: No, and uh, Karrakasta shows up in uh, Alola as well. So,
2: oh, does? does it really? Really? Uh, yeah.
1: It's one of the fossils you can get, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
3: I never took a fossil. Maybe that's why. So I when, when I went, and I was... I just got out of Town.
2: That's weird. So I was in the Al- in the Alola page first, Gen 7 page, and it didn't say that it was available in... Uh, well, oh, it says know, Evolved from Tortuga, shop. so I guess that's where I missed oh, I yeah. made a mistake. Yeah. Um, Okay, anyway, so guys, congratulations on uh, guessing. It was actually, uh, it took 12 questions. Uh, although by the ninth one, you already, you guys, are, well, the tenth one, you already knew which one it was. You just needed to make sure. So, again, uh, thank you, Snag, for coming in and doing 15 questions for us. Uh, it's a pleasure.
4: Thank you. Glad, glad to be here. Glad to help out. Uh, have me back anytime.
2: Of course. And uh, thank you, Maximus, also for uh, taking a little bit of time and uh, doing Pokemon 15 questions.
3: No problem. It's Pokemon. We're all here having a good time.
2: Awesome. And of course, thank you, Gator, uh, for your knowledge and your availability as always. You're welcome. All of you. And thank you, Basket, as well, even though he had to leave. Thank you uh, for taking the time at uh, also saying Valentine's to do this. Um, for you guys at home, thank you for listening. Of course, if you want, if this is not enough Puckle for you, don't worry. We got you covered because there's a whole lot of co- uh, Puckle to give. Please go ahead at our Facebook group, facebook.com. Such Puckle TCG. Join us there. We have a magnificent group. Awesome. We also have our Puckle Podcast page at Facebook. So go ahead and follow us there at Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Uh, it's also an option. We got our own subreddit at uh, Reddit. Uh, I think it's r Puckle. r slash puckle. r slash
1: puckle. we're going to get this right. We're going to learn.
2: <laughs> we do.
4: Time. Hey, Jushiro, can, can I say this time to uh, plug my show real quick? Yeah, please go ahead. Uh, hey, folks. Uh, of course, uh, I do host uh, Puckle Game Corner, which uh, comes out the first, uh, the, sorry, the second Thursday of every month. Uh, if you want to be on uh, Puckle Game Corner, email us at uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com and uh, let me know that you're interested.
2: Yes, it's a fantastic show. It's basically this, what we just did right now, but a full hour of it and, of course, much better games. So please go <laughs> ahead and join Snag. Um, we take we will take any volunteers, of course, uh, with extreme vetting uh, to make sure that everything's cool. But uh, you guys are invited. That show is for the community, by the community, for the community, for uh, directly to you guys, the listeners. Um, other than that, also the movie cast or the movie club uh, with Ethan is another great show. Please go ahead and listen to that. Uh, other sources where you can find us, uh, please, if you have some a little extra cash, Like Thatch says, if it means between you and food, choose us. Um, And that is go to our Patreon. Wow. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how Thatch says it, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, please go ahead and go to our Patreon and uh, give whatever you can. Every cent that you give goes directly to the community. Believe me, none of us uh, see that money. Um, and it goes straight to prices. it goes straight to the quality of uh, the shows, it goes straight to tournaments, it goes directly to the community. So join us there. And of course, we have our chat box meetups every, I believe it's second Mondays and last Fridays, if I'm not mistaken, probably.
3: Four, f- um, four Fridays.
2: Four Fridays. Um, please join us there if you want uh, six IV dittos, that's the way to get it. Uh, and of course, join us at PucklePodcast.com for all the articles from our magnificent writers and our chat uh, Our chat where you can just talk Puckle, everything Pokemon and Puckle with uh, other Pokemon fans. That's it for today, guys. Thank you all once again for being here. Uh, for all you at home, Happy San Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day. I believe it's Monday. And of course, please keep on puckling. Keep on Pokemon. Keep on TCG. And of course, until next time, it is definitely... Surprise, surprise, everyone. Um, I Actually, the show is not over. Because as we were doing this, we just realized that Pokemon decided to just drop the bomb, the big bomb on us. And revealed not one, but two new Tapus, a freaking Assassin Turtle... And other things that are just blowing our minds. And me and Gator wanted to take the time to discuss this because if we didn't, we couldn't call ourselves a TCG, Pokemon TCG podcast. Because these are amazing. This was um, the if... best
1: Valentine's Day present I've gotten
2: all year long. This For was... <laughs> sure. And that's considering that we didn't receive anything. But <laughs> but we definitely have much to talk about. And let's go ahead and start with Tapu Coco, I'm going to go ahead and start with him. We have an electric tapu here for 170 HP, basic Pokemon, of course. Its ability, Arial Trail. Once you're in your turn, before you attack, when you play this card from your hand onto your bench, you may move any number of electric energies or lightning energies attached to your Pokemon to this Pokemon, and then, if you did, move it, switch into the active. So it's immediately ready to play as soon as it hits the ground if you have the energies down. It's first attack, two lightning, one colorless. Skyclaw, 130 damage. Solid 100 damage. And then considering that this is electric, which means that a lot of Pokemon are weak against it, that's a solid amount of damage to be doing immediately straight out the door. And of course, it's GX attack, two lightning and a colorless as well. Tapu Thunder GX does 50 damage times the number of energies attached to all of your opponent's Pokemon. So if, he, if your opponent just played Solgaleo GX in his last turn and he thought he was all smug because he has 5 energies down he ain't gonna be that smug after you play this little guy there. Um, of course uh, as the, we saw with Tapu 0 weakness 0 resistance and a retreat cost of 2 instead of 3 that was Tapu Bulu Cater, talk to me. What do you think about this? Okay, well, we know for a fact that this guy and Tapu Bulu are getting 10s,
1: so don't, yeah. like, rush out to the store to, you know, buy the packs when the set drops just to get this guy, because he will stay steady. But this is one of the lightning attackers we've seen in a long time. Oh, um, yes. That 130 and almost instant setup, 170 HP with a Fighting Fury Belt puts it to 210, and it's doing 140 damage with the Sky Claw. And then you throw in that Aether's Paradise that we talked about earlier up in, yep. in the episode where it reduces resistant. damage done to lightning by 30. So now you have an effective HP of 240 on a Tapu with no weakness. Yes. Busted.
2: Yes. Now this definitely, uh, as I told Gator when we, when he showed me the news, um, this is GX quality at its finest. If you had any doubts whether or not GX has had the capabilities of being as powerful or more powerful of than the EX cards, these guys are the answer to that. And the answer is definitely a big ol' yes. But hey, we're not even done. Please, Gator, talk about Tapu Lele and how much it's going to just destroy everyone. Okay, so
1: go ahead and invest in your full art lilies now um, because <laughs> this card is guaranteeing you a turn one. So Tapu Lele, psychic type with 170 hit points, and it's a basic. Ability, Wonder Touch. Once during your turn, before you attack, when you play this card from your hand onto your bench, you may search your deck for a supporter card, reveal it, and put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. That is literally wow. w- the ability that made Jirachi EX a staple yes. in the format, and now a staple in Expanded. This card, for just the ability alone, is going to be... yes. A five star must include must buy buy pace of four before you start crying like you did when Shaman got expensive. This is yes. literal this is this is me telling you right now this is going to skyrocket unless But something... there's
2: there's a big difference between this and the Jirachi X and even shaming continue. Yes, so for the first attack,
1: energy drive for double colorless does twenty damage times the amount of energy attached to both active Pokemon. This attack isn't uh, affected by weakness or resistance. So you get uh, the X-Ball slash Arrow Ball slash whatever attack you want to call it of 20 damage times uh, the number of energies attached to Pokemon. So they have basically formed Mewtwo and Jirachi, two cards that bent the Pokemon format around themselves and put them into one card and then gave it 170 hit points. Yes. It's um, with ridiculous. With no weaknesses, no resistance, and a retreat cost of one. Oh, God.
2: And then we're still not done. We're still not no, done.
1: We are still not done. If you so happen to find this deck, this card, in a deck that Psychic Energy runs in, because you can splash this in literally everything with that ability and double colorless. But the GX is cure. GX. For one Psychic Attachment. Restore all hit points of two of your... You fully max potion two Pokemon without the removal of the energies on your bench. This For is an just attack. one psychic energy, it's For one psychic. This, is, this wins you the game if you're in a bad situation. If your stuff's damaged, if you're ha- barely hanging on by a thread, this GX attack puts you back to square and you wipe up the board with your opponent. This is busted this card is amazing this is the best card we have seen out of all of these sun and moon cards and i will go on record of saying that until i'm proven otherwise
2: and I will have to agree with you, Gator. And of course, we were uh, earlier in this episode, we were discussing about how, you know, we had our mixed feelings about Tapu Bulu. I was giving it for a fair chance. Um, but definitely, I can now agree Tapu Bulu is definitely the weakest link of these Tapus. Because yeah, we still have reveal... Tapu Finny
1: to see. So yep. let's see what Tapu Fini can give us. But so far, Tapu Bulu is not stepping up to Coco and. Uh... Lele. Oh no,
2: for sure, definitely, but we have not even finished there, because we're now moving from Tapu's onto the Fierce Tortinator Ter- uh, GX, which was revealed. Now, here, what is what do we have here? None other than 190 HP on a basic Pokemon nonetheless, with 3 attacks. It's first one, for just a double colorless energy, trap shell, 20 damage, if this Pokemon is damaged by an attack during your opponent's next turn... Place eight damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. Eight damage. That's bursting balloons. Plus, plus. 20 more.
1: <laughs> and this is a basic fire type. You sure didn't even hit on that fact? Oh, yes. Fire type. So 20 damage. And then if you get three steam ups from Volcanion on it, you're hitting a 110. They have to swing at you to knock you out. Yep. But I'm sorry. They're knocking themselves out because they're putting
2: the eight damage counters. And we're not even done. We're not done. Because it's second attack, Crimson Flame, for two fire energies and one colorless, 160 damage, discard two energies attached to this Pokemon. Now you say, oh, you're discarding energies. Yeah, well, we know that. It's a fire Pokemon. That's what they do. They they, they burn through energies, um, uh, pardon the pun. Uh, but with ber- something like burn energy in, still in the format, that means that you can t- discard two energies and you still have You don't actually discard them, they still remain on your Pokemon. But if that's not enough, because it has already the support to be able to work with this, we're not done. Because it has a GX attack, and what does that GX attack do? Well, it's very simple. Nitro Tank GX for one fire energy. Attach five fire energy from your discard pile to your Pokemon in any way you like. So, it basically fuels itself to be able to deal 160, at the very least, two times. At the Super very good. least.
1: And that's the thing, like, you can keep tapping energy, so you don't have to discard all of the energy. So, as long as you can keep energy flowing onto this guy, and like I said, you're going to splash this into Volcanion, you have baby Volcanion to get energy back out of the discard and onto stuff, um, there, is, there is so much that... There's so much energy recovery out there that that's not even a problem. And you're dealing 160 damage. I mean, it does have three retreat and it's weak to water, but still 190 hit points for a basic is nasty.
2: It is completely nasty considering again, it's a basic. So fighting fury belt, that's a hundred as 230 HP right there. Plus another 10 damage to that 160 that it's already doing.
1: And it's, if you get the choice ban, you're doing 190 damage to EXs and GXs for, without a single steam up, without any other attacking support. It is... I love this card. It is. I now, it does do... i about this.
2: It definitely is. Now, it does do one thing, and that's break my own theory, our own, because we all adapted to that theory, where we thought that maybe the meta was going to slow down on the damage. These cards that we just talked about completely just changed this. Because... Tortinator, uh, tor- t- it's completely able to do 100, solid 160, 170 damage solid every turn. Same mm-hmm. thing with uh, Tapu Lily. She can s- totally, solidly do over 150, 170 da- damage solidly each and every turn. Tapu Coco, well, with its weaknesses, of course, Uh, uh well, with its... Um, super effective hits, uh, it can do consistently a lot of damage. So these cards are completely off what we thought GX cards would be, which would be, yes, it could have one attack that do 200 damage, but then then steadily do 120, 130 every damage. That's what we thought this meta would be heading towards to. These cards go against that theory
1: 100%. Yeah. And it came; these leaks came with more than just the GX cards. Yes, please. Gator um, I'll take a second here to tell. There are two cards in particular that I want to uh, stress to you guys that I see a lot of potential in. Um, one of them because of the, um, the ability, and the other one because it looks like it could be broken if you found the right deck for anti-GXs. Yeah. So we're talking about, of course, Salazzle, and mm-hmm. Gallissipod. So Salazzle is a fire type, stage one. Evolves from slanted, of course. And its ability, hot poison. Once during your turn, before you attack, when you play this card from your hand to evolve, your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned and burned. So in something like an Incineroar GX deck that does more damage based on the amount of fire types on your bench, this is an easy card to throw in there and just continue stacking the damage on. Because if they don't flip heads on that burn. They're taking six damage between the two turns.
2: No, and what, is, and and how it changes, the the remember guys, the rules for burn change. Now the damage goes before the flip. Right? So before you had to flip the coin to see if you got the damage. Now you take the damage and you flip to see if you get rid of the burn.
1: So, so guarantee two damage counters and yeah, three damage
2: counters. And, 3 damage
1: counters because of poison yep. in between turns and if you don't flip heads your next turn um three more three more unless you can retreat it so correct Salazzle is grows 110 hp like it's just it's just really cool um and it's that, a
2: stage 1 which means that our evolutions affect it for its attack yep. which Gator will now cover
1: yeah its attack is not it's not cra- crazy you know we talked about fire pokemon before for a uh, uh, fire and two colorless Flamethrower, 90 damage, discard one energy attached to this Pokemon. Weak to water, retreat cost one. Flamethrower attack, you know, it's pretty decent. Um, it's not something I'd be main attacking, but we've seen this attack on a, a thousand different fire-type Pokemon. True,
2: but when you combine the fact that this works uh, with the evolutions, this means that you can hit a solid 180 damage if you're using weakness. If you have Jolteon, you can hit Electric, uh, mm-hmm. Electric Super Effective for 180 damage. You can hit uh, Water uh, with Vaporeon, and well, Fire doesn't apply in this case because it's already Fire. No, it's it's one of those cards that you know immediately because of the evolutions,
1: um, it gains validity yes. as a stage one to have potential, um, and that brings us to our other stage one card, which yes. is Galisapod. And he is a grass type that evolves from Wimpod, so that means Forest of Giant Plants is in play here with a hit points of 130. He has an ability called Armor. Damage done to this Pokemon by attacks is reduced by 30. So right off the bat, an effective HP of 160. Mm -hmm. Then you throw Resolute Claw on there for a grass and a double colorless. Super easy attachment to make on turn one with the Max Elixir and a DCE. 80 damage. If this opponent's if the opponent's active Pokémon is a Pokémon GX or Pokémon EX, the attack does 150 damage total. Yeah. So you're having is... a stage 1 doing 150 to EXs and GXs yes. and only losing a prize for it,
2: which is hilarious because it kind of contradicts the whole cowardness of the Pokémon in the video game where it would run away if it gets too low HP. This one will say no. The tougher the opponent, the tougher I will be. Now, this reminds me of the um, Halucha from uh, Furious Fist, which was had an attack very similar. Only cost one fighting, and it did. I think it's sixty damage. But if it was an EX, it did. I think it was a sixty more. If I'm not mistaken, I can't remember the total damage in in general.
1: And right now, there's still the
2: um, Garchomp. That does a similar thing that does more damage for your yes. opponent being the X Pokemon when you mentioned the ability armor and then you said, well it, it, the damage done to this Pokemon by attacks is reduced to 30 you said basically it has a 160 HP I think that doesn't does it uh, that doesn't do it justice this is 30 off every single attack done to it
1: well my, my point was that to one shot it you have to hit oh okay 60. Yes. In that case, yeah, you are have to hit yeah.
2: 160
1: to one-shot it. You know, this is, 130 is one-shottable in this meta. Yeah. 160 you have to work for. Um, I mean, it's still like with tur- This card got a lot weaker with Turtonator being printed. Um, Fire decks just got a lot more support. Yeah. Canyon struggled for a real attacker in the deck. Um, everything from Entei to Flareon to Baby Ball Canyon had been run as yeah. a, a way to see of getting something to run Turtonator... It's gonna tear it straight through it. No, we Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it's I mean, Galissapod is still good. This is definitely a
2: contender for rogue decks. Of course. And not only that, it's grass who so it has a lot of support, including the new stadium that was released uh, alongside mm-hmm. Tapu Bulu, which made grass and electric type be thirty that, damage less as well. So no, in total no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, and it's basic, basic Pokemon. Yes. yes. Never mind then. Yes, you're totally right. It's basic Pokemon. Forgot that little detail. But still forced to giant plants.
1: Mm-hmm. Loves non-basic grass types. And turn one, knocking out your big fat opponent uh, Pokemon GX before it even has the ability to get set up. Um, I like it.
2: Yes. It definitely is a fantastic, fantastic card. And it's really exciting to see that these cards will hit with Guardians Rising and that the just the how lively the meta is going to be and how we're not going to miss the CXs once they're gone because these GX really are bringing their A game into the meta into the gameplay and it's going to be so exciting. Any other ones of the new cards that you want to talk about Gator before we uh, uh, officially we know, end this.
1: We know Rowlett Litton and Popley are getting new promos. They're getting those yeah. in a Japanese newspaper. Um, So odds are we'll get them at some point. Um, The other cards, I think we can wait on. Tapu Koko, the basic uh, Pokemon, it looks pretty interesting, but not worth discussing too much here. Um, And everything else, Uh, Delmize is another one to look out for, but all of these cards will get a solid review when it becomes time for us to review Guardians Rising. And the whole point tonight is get hype.
2: Get hype indeed. Because this set is bringing it, because it's not common for us to say, wow, almost every single card revealed so far is amazing for a set. Usually we have one good card and about five bad ones. No, these cards are all pretty good. Even Tapu Bulu, although the weakest link is still a fantastically decent <laughs> card. So get hype as Gator set for sure. Guys, thank you for listening until the end of the show. And of course, for all your Pokemon needs, go to Pokeballcast.com. Listen to us every two weeks here at Pot TCG Cast. And until next time, keep TCG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.